back to my podcast, Beauty and the Broken, a show about the women around us and the challenges we face. Whether you're a teacher, a nurse, a college student, a stay-at-home mom, or maybe you're just feeling a little lost, that's okay too. We all have our bad days and our good days. So sit back and relax while we learn what it truly means to feel beautiful, even if we are a little bit broken. give someone out there a little encouragement because believe it or not the whole point of this podcast is to uplift my fellow women and that's exactly what I'm going to try and do or at least I hope when I was growing up things weren't exactly the best now I realized that what I went through was nothing compared to what someone else may be going through right now or what other people have gone through in the past but we all have our stories just because mine isn't the same as yours or because someone may have it worse than you that that doesn't mean that what you went through is any less valid it's just different and that's okay I mean my parents were separated when I was pretty young so I didn't have to see too much of the arguments that led up to it or maybe I did and I just don't remember because I was only four years old I'm a child of divorce and I'm not the only one I have a little brother as well only now I call him my big little brother because he's like six feet tall and he looks like Sasquatch he was diagnosed with autism at a really young age and life has been a roller coaster I always tried to help out in the ways that I could, but it was hard because I was still just a kid. What was I supposed to do? He was a kid that had all these emotions bottled up, and he couldn't tell anyone how he felt. My parents were single parents for most of my childhood. Sure, they both had new relationships, but they kind of became like revolving door effect with new people coming in and out. But they were single adults, and they wanted to be happy too. I mean, as long as they didn't bring home a serial killer or something, I was happy. Plus, the two to three Christmases a year would be enough to cheer any kid up during the holidays. Let's just face it. But, unfortunately, this is not an uncommon occurrence. According to the CDC, the national average of divorce and annulment rate in 2019 was about 2.7 out of every 1,000 people. The divorce rate is down quite a bit now from 2000 when it was 4 out of every 1,000 people. But even with stats like that, I didn't realize how much it would really affect me in my life. When I was growing up... My dad had to work the night shift, so once school was out, it was off to grandma's house. He would always pick us up pretty late and end up feeding us McDonald's, and just like clockwork, he kind of just passed out on the couch from being too tired after work. For so long, I struggled with this just deep resentment for him because I felt like I had to take care of my brother. I felt deprived of my childhood because I felt like I didn't have any choice to do anything with my friends. I was afraid that, you know, something might go wrong or he just wouldn't get taken care of like he needed to be. Not because my dad was a terrible father, but he was really, really tired after work. I mean, I work night shift now. I know exactly how that feels. It's a terrible feeling. You feel like a zombie all the time. At the time, I didn't fully understand it. All I saw was my dad sleeping on the couch until nine, and I would have to wake him up again for work. When I got into my junior year in high school, my dad had recently married his current wife, and, well, I hated her. Like, I, I deeply hated her. Now again, me being, you know, basically a child, I couldn't see past my own emotions. The only thing I knew was that she was bossy and she made my dad do things that he didn't want to. But she grew on me over time and now that's actually one of the things I love most about her. She's absolutely freaking fearless in every way. She helped me to be better, but I was too caught up in myself to see that back then. So if you're listening, I just want to say thank you for not putting up with my crap all those years ago. 
I was kind of a jerk to you. Now, getting into me as a teen, you know how some kids have those uh, terrible twos? Well, I had the version called terrible teens. I was just downright awful. I mean, I wasn't exactly drinking and smoking, but unfortunately that would come as I got a little bit older. But I think for a long time I was struggling with the fact that my parents being divorced was somehow my fault. I guess on some level I felt like I was having to be another parent. It took a pretty big toll on me as a kid, but thank God for my mom. She she literally became my saving grace, even when we had our stupid fights and screaming matches. I mean, at the end of the day, I knew she would always be there. To this day, she still has my back, and she is my best friend. So if you're listening, Mom, I love you. Just remember that. So remember the, the comment earlier about the whole revolving doors thing? Well, you could say I had my fair share of that as well. Kind of a carousel of boys, if you will. Maybe it was more a flavor of the week, I, I don't really know. But I clung to any guy that basically showed me affection and I wound up in a terrible place that I never ever wanted to be in. I purposely put myself into these stupid situations and I knew they were bad for me. I just, I would constantly hear my mom saying in my head, just because you can doesn't mean you should. She was always doing that, it was kind of ridiculous. But nonetheless, it kind of became my coping mechanism. I've always been kind of a bigger girl, so I guess in some ways the attention made it easier to forget the insecurities I had in myself. Like, if there was always a guy around, then I could let go of the hatred I felt for myself. And sometimes I still feel it to this day. See, I I went through so many boyfriends that I can't even remember some of their names now. Most, if not all of them, treated me like I was nothing and it weighed on me, but I kept going because that was my pattern felt like it was my punishment and I deserved to be treated that way. I always settled on anyone that could give me that quote-unquote relationship status and just to be able to say that I had someone loving me or paying me any kind of attention and giving me value, but I meant excuses like, well, at least he isn't hitting me or that's just his way. But, you know, as they say, sooner or later, I realized those people only made my self-confidence worse and I didn't actually find the guy that was worth my time and truly loved me until I was 21. Which I realize may be early for some of you guys out there, but it gets better. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, even though I went through some of the rough patches of my childhood and into my teen years, I still wouldn't change a single thing. I've never seen my dad as happy as he is with his wife now. I mentioned her earlier for... Not putting up with my bull as a teen, but thank you again. But on my recent visit to see them, I was able to see them both in a whole new light. I have a better relationship with my dad now than I've ever had before, and it's freaking amazing. Like, I called him the other day just because I was having a really, really bad week, and I was lashing out and everything. And I called him. I FaceTimed him for like two hours just because I wanted to see my dad. And after I got off that phone call with him, I felt ten times lighter. Like, it was amazing. Sometimes you just need your dad. As for my mom, she has a wonderful, loving husband that has been around most of my life. And he treats me as his own. Despite me telling him he, that she was getting back together with my dad when I was nine. He's never going to let me live that down. Growing up with him had its heartbreaks, but it also led me to some of my most cherished memories. I mean, he did, after all, give me two sisters that I absolutely adore and would give the world for if I could. My older sister lives in a different state from us now, but I had plenty of childhood memories, like ghost hunting in the shed and going to the local general store to get the biggest ice cream cones we could. 
I realize the whole ghost hunting in the shed thing may not resonate with some of you people, but that was our thing. That's what we did. Like, I don't... We were, like, obsessed with Ghost Adventures. I don't remember if you guys know that show or not, but Zach Bagans, if you're listening, I got you, dude. And my younger sister didn't get to grow up in the same house, but now that she's moved in with her dad, I've come to realize we have a lot in common. We both love art, games, and movies, and now I even have someone that I can take under my wing as a baby sister. Me and her have some pretty good memories, too, like the time we drove around in circles for hours looking for some hole-in-the-wall nail salon, which, by the way, it turned out to be the worst place we've ever been. I don't understand how that place is still in business, but, I mean, come on, who puts a nail salon next to a police station? She always tells me that her favorite memory of me is our 8 a.m. pie for breakfast watching Twilight in bed. I was working at Walmart a while back, and... I would always come home with these discounted, like, pies that you get from the bakery. And so I'd bring one in to my bedroom. I'd wake her up and I'd be like, hey, chick, we're going to go eat some pie. And we just eat pie. And we stuck on Twilight. And now that's just kind of, it's become our thing. I couldn't ask for a better sister. But I'm grateful that I get to have the older sister role, too. Because even though I know she has the same mindset I had at her age... I get to help guide her to not make the same mistakes. And she knows that she can always talk to me when she needs advice to steer clear of the stupid, stupid decisions I made. Especially when it comes to life and relationships and boyfriends. Well, we're not even going to get into that. That's a whole other thing. Thankfully, I was, I was able to hop off that carousel and find myself a loving man that helped me see my true value and everything I had to offer the world. I don't think I would be doing this podcast if it wasn't for the love he has given me. I always tell him that he must not have ridden in on a white horse. Instead, it was a turtle because he was, you know, so slow to find me. But with that being said, I would like to share a little bit of wisdom that was given to me a while ago. As Solomon observed in Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So believe me. When I say that this season you're in right now is just a temporary one because there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. And when we look back on the time that we have spent on this earth, I hope that we can see the beauty in what we have gone through rather than feel the anger or the sadness that was your roommate so long ago. Keep in mind that you are so beautifully and wonderfully made. And as I like to call it, perfectly imperfect in every way. So just own that, okay? And no matter what happens in life, the only thing we control is how we react and see ourselves. This is the story that shows my path from a broken home to a new chapter in my life. And I'd love to hear all of your stories, especially if you're going through some of the similar experiences that I've been going through. So if you feel comfortable sharing your story with me, I would absolutely love to hear it. You can always message me privately through Twitter or Instagram at Kaylee Hosts. And I will see you guys all next week. And that's when we get to talk about the juicy details of getting married, all the joys, and unfortunately, all the frustrations that come with it. <laughs> Until next time. Bye, girlies.